You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Here's your co-host, Danny. And we have an all-NBA show for you today, fans. This is a whole lot going on in NBA, man. And we just couldn't talk about anything else but the NBA, man. You get the NBA play-in tournament happening. You have the likes of Kyrie Irving getting 40, 50, 90. The NBA African League is starting up. Hall of Fame reactions, man, it's just a whole lot to talk about. But first, this Danny, let's get into the Kyrie Irving, man. Let's just go ahead and start there. Kyrie Irving has actually become a new member of the 40, 50, 90 club. Uh, that is the club in where uh, he shoots 40% or at least 40% from the three-point line, 50% from the field, and 90% from the free throw line. Uh, this year's stats for Kyrie Irving in only 54 games out of the 72 game season. He's averaged 20, basically 27 points a game, uh, about close to five rebounds uh, and six assists. Very good season considering he's only played in 54 games. He shot 50.6% from the field, from the three-point line, 40.2%, and from the free throw line, uh, 92.2%. So he is officially a part of the 40, 50, 90 club. And I'll say this, Danny. I wonder what it would have been like his numbers would have been like if it was another 10 games that he played. This is 72 game season. He's played 54. So he missed 18 games. I just really wonder what would have happened if he played another 10 games against some competitive, competitive teams Would his numbers be like this. I think he, he would, he would have done well from a free throw line perspective. Yeah. Uh, but when you, when you talk about from, from the field, <laughs> he was right on the edge there 50.6% from the field ah oh, man that would have been really really close but nonetheless he's in there uh, we'll see what happens in the playoffs with uh, Kyrie Irving and, and the Brooklyn Nets but congratulations to him I'm just there has got to be in my opinion a a higher minimum than what they currently have right now Kyrie missing 18 games, which would equate for, let me do the quick calculations, which would be about 75% of the games that he played. 10 more games, I think it would have been quite different for his stats uh, and everything. What say you? With him being on the fringe with those percentage points, I think he, 10 more games, man, that's, you got to be shooting well to keep that average up like that. So I think he would have, he would have been close. Like I said, like you said, he's a great free throw shooter. 
So the 90%, that's not a concern. And with Harden not being there, I think that's where it had been the challenge as well. Because with Harden in the lineup, that opens up a lot. It spaces the floor better for Kyrie to get to the basket and get those two-pointers and open three-pointers, if you want to consider that too, with KD and James Harden on the floor for him. Mm -hmm. So I think it would have been very close. Congratulations to him. And now, Danny, to the play-in tournament. Last night's games were phenomenal, where you had to start off the night the San Antonio Spurs against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies ended up winning 196, sending the San Antonio Spurs back home. Uh, and the Memphis Grizzlies advancing to uh, play uh, against in the second game. It was the Warriors against the Lakers. Another phenomenal game. The Lakers won by three, 103 to 100. Uh, man. Both Steph Curry and LeBron James put on a show, in particular, more so Steph. Mm -hmm. Steph was phenomenal this game, man. 37 points, seven rebounds, and three assists. Uh, he just went ahead and went bonkers. An awesome, awesome uh, evening of basketball. Uh, now it shapes up that the Memphis Grizzlies will play the Golden State Warriors to see who actually advances uh into the playoffs um that's going to be a phenomenal game uh as well but let me just say this danny in looking at this golden state lakers game uh yesterday evening you know one thing that i really found uh really interesting because you gotta realize that both lebron and ad has been out for a significant number of games um they haven't played all together uh, including with Andre Drummond. Mm -hmm. And what I really found, yes, in the first half, the Lakers were actually really uh, not in rhythm. Uh, they were just all completely off. But that could have been because Andre Drummond was on a court. And they hadn't really played with them like that, with every all the pieces together. And when Andre Drummond in the second half pretty much didn't play it as much. Uh, you put uh, AD at the five and it opened things up a, a lot more for, you know, the Lakers. So I, I really wonder moving forward, how this is going to really work with Andre Drummond. I mean, he only played 17 minutes uh, last night. He pulled down seven boards. Um, he was very effective from, you know, what he tends to do. He only scored four points, but he pulled down the boards, um, had a couple of blocks. Um, but at the same token, having AD playing the five, I think opens things up uh, a lot more for what the Lakers would want to do. Um, so this is going to be interesting to see how this really uh, moves forward with uh, the Lakers. Uh, and all. and I would say this real quickly, Wesley Matthews uh, added an additional spark uh, to the Lakers bench. He came in, nailed, nailed the three uh, immediately. That was, those was his only points, but uh, he had that defensive presence and just added an additional spark. So uh, kudos to a former buck um, and everything. But yeah, I think the Lakers are going to beat the Phoenix Suns, but 
we'll see. That's going to be another interesting battle in the first round, man. Uh, this playoffs is going to be uh, just completely awesome and completely fantastic. Uh, what say you, Danny? So, Jason, first that Spurs-Memphis game last night, we talked offline about it was a throwback game where they're going, dumping it down in the post, and Valachunas was backing down the Spurs and playing a lot of the post games. And the Spurs don't shoot a lot of threes either. So it was a lot of inside the three games, so a lot of pull-ups and hitting the glass. And so it was, a, it was a nice throwback game, which Memphis blew a lead and ultimately held on. So uh, seeing them play Golden State tomorrow night will definitely be an interesting contrast of styles, for sure. Mm -hmm. I know Morant and those dudes can get up and down the floor, but they like to slow it down and play through Valachunas and, and then kind of work it out that way. Uh, but as far as that Golden State Lakers game, a couple of observations. One, LeBron didn't have his legs. So mm -hmm. if you watch that game, he, he didn't all. have any lift. Nope. He had a shot blocked a couple times mm -hmm. or challenged where you just, he just didn't have any, even on his fadeaways, he couldn't get back far enough. Or if he was going to the basket, he wasn't getting up high enough on his layups and things. So second half though, it showed his legs seemed he had, he showed a little more hop to his uh, game. So Maybe it was just him just getting his win back and getting into the flow, like you said. Uh, AD, he was broke that first half. He couldn't hit anything. Mm -hmm. And he came back in the second and had a strong second half. Also, another piece that didn't play with him was Dennis Schroeder because he missed some time. So trying to incorporate him as well. So like you said, they're just – melding together as the game went on but the bench caruso had a really good game last night and actually had a couple nice stops on curry uh he had one play where curry went to dribble he knocked got knocked off his leg and the lakers got the possession uh he had a few buckets man that should have been and ones so he he played really well and that's good for them Caldwell Pope hit a couple big shots. Like you said, Wesley Matthews on the defensive end was huge for them last night. So I'm curious to see how AD responds to playing the five if they have to go to that game where Drummond sits and Gasol sits in his AD at the five, especially with Phoenix. Because uh, with Aiden in the middle, they got a lot of bigs going on. So I'm curious how that will go. But definitely, and, man, I stayed up and watched that game, and I thought for sure it was going overtime. Thought for sure it was going overtime. But LeBron hit that shot, and then when Golden State had the opportunity to get that shot, and they called the timeout, and then it ultimately turned the ball over. It was, it was that game was all it was cracked up to be and promoted as in that second half. The first half was kind of rough uh, from the Lakers' standpoint. Curry was just. That second quarter, he just got – he was on fire, man. And mm -hmm. you – it's just a joy to watch. So, yep. I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow night just to see Curry again. And I'm, I'm hoping Golden State makes it to play Utah 
in that first round. No, I am too. And, you know, at the same token, though, I like to see a young team, a young John Morant, mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr. to, you know, experience their first taste of the playoffs, man, because they were on the verge of it last year in the bubble. Yes. Uh, didn't make it. And and now you have what they're experiencing or going to experience tomorrow, man. So I think I think it's going to be a dogfight. I really do. I really do. And I'm very interested in this first weekend of the playoffs, man. You start Saturday with our Milwaukee Bucks playing the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And then you have Dallas at the Clippers, Boston at the Brooklyn Nets, Portland at Denver. Whew. Man, <laughs> this is... Saturday is going to be just straight vicious, wall-to-wall basketball. Mm-hmm. And then you you have Sunday where whoever wins uh, this evening between the Washington Wizards and Indiana Pacers will face the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. You start that on Sunday. Then you have the Lakers at Phoenix. And then you end with, man, and this is a very intriguing matchup, the Hawks at New York Knicks. Yep. And to my understanding, the New York Knicks are going to have 15,000 fans in the stands. Whoa. They've already sold out 15,000 tickets. Now, granted, that's not obviously full capacity. Mm-hmm. But that is the most fans in the NBA that has been allowed since COVID, since they have allowed fans. Uh, is my understanding that the Philadelphia 76ers, they're expecting uh, about 10,000 fans. Uh, Utah Jazz, uh, around 13,000 fans. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and Dallas Mavericks are around 9,000 fans. So there's going to be some fans in the stands in this playoffs, man. And this is going to be, oh, this is going to be something else, man. I I cannot wait just to feel the energy from the fans in the stands, just the whole hypeness. And I'm pretty certain that the uh, players are going to feel the energy as well, man. So this is going to be a tremendous playoff run. So, Danny, just as we're talking about the NBA playoffs starting, we also have – a new league in Africa, the Basketball Africa League, in where they actually started uh, earlier this week. And uh, the games are going to be played at Kigali Arena in Rwanda. And it looks like they have a full slate of games uh, culminating uh, in where the playoffs actually start in about five days yep. Uh, and the finals are going to wrap up uh, by the end of May. Uh, And so, man, this is exciting. Uh, There's been a, there's been some highlights from one particular person uh, and that is J Cole. Now my hope is that this league is not going to, honestly be a sideshow mm-hmm. i'm not calling j cole a sideshow or anything of that sort but j cole is not a, a professional basketball player 
uh, I, I can see J. Cole maybe being in a celebrity all-star game, if you will, <laughs> during all-star weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know the brother's skills or anything like that, but to have him in a new league, I don't know if they're trying to get eyes to the league. I, I don't know what they're trying to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, Danny, this is very intriguing. It's very intriguing because you have 12 teams in this league uh, all around uh, the continent of Africa. Uh, and all the games are going to be played, uh, like I mentioned before, in Rwanda. And, man, this is very interesting, man, because the way they have actually uh, broken things down, uh, from what I could tell, is almost kind of like how they do in soccer. So if you look at the standings uh, so far in this Africa League, uh, they actually have three different groups Group A, Group B, and Group yep. C. Uh, and so, man, this is really interesting how uh, they have this laid out. And they actually have, obviously, a win-loss, but they also have uh, a point system uh, as well. So this is going to be really interesting to see how they fine-tune things. But mm-hmm. I can see, honestly, eventually a actual basketball player coming out of this league or basketball players coming out of this league and going into the NBA. Yep. Um, so this is going to be really interesting, man. You know, I read one other thing, Danny, I read in an article here in U S news and they were fearful of uh, politics, you know, really starting to play a role here just because you have now uh, in a sense, new money, <laughs> coming in mm-hmm. and they just want to make sure that you know things are legit on the up and up things of that nature but um as i mentioned it is in, Rw- in rwanda and obviously th- we know that things happened in rwanda uh several years ago mm-hmm. but it seems like they have really built things back up in rwanda with regards to uh their literacy rate which is um at 73%. They have the 38th uh, ranking in terms of the world's bank, world bank's ease of doing business ranking. Uh, So they have been building up uh, and everything. So this is just uh, adding to it. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this league really shapes up. And I'm super duper excited the one thing that I have noticed too, in terms of being able to watch the games, mm-hmm. uh, the games seem to come on NBA TV, possibly during the course of a day <laughs> uh, <laughs> and all. Um, so it could be very difficult for people to watch here in the States, but nonetheless, the interesting thing is off of their website, they actually have the videos or the full playback uh, uh, videos of the games. Mm-hmm. And so you can just go in at any time you want to their website, boom, click on the game, and there you have it. So, man, uh, this is going to be really interesting to see how they really progress this and move forward with uh, and everything. But I think they have several great ambassadors coming out of the NBA, former NBA players, uh, like Dikembe Mutombo. I remember seeing an article that, um, uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, 
when uh, he was alive, he actually went to Africa and and helped to become an ambassador as well and several other players. So uh, they're really galvanizing around this league. And I think this is going to bode well for uh, Africa. It's definitely something where you hope that it gains traction. And um, I know it's a short month. Like you said, by end of May, it'll be done by the time they crown a champion and go through the tournament and everything. And they will be airing airing some of the games on ESPN as well once they get into the tournament. So for those of you who do not have NBA TV, um, you will get uh, get a chance to see it on ESPN or like Jason said, put uh, check the website for highlights. It's a good way to get started. And they have Genius, which is a company that's more on data analytics. They're associated with this as well. And this company also works with uh, the LA Clippers, so Steve Ballmer, <laughs> and they have different fan experiences set up, um, like around VR and different experiences around the game. That is not just the game; it's the game around the game or game inside the game. So that's also cool that they're getting all these different things set up from a technology perspective as well to uh, dabble in that. And definitely looking forward to seeing how this goes and. Um, hopefully it gets more attention as it, it revs up and gets into the finals. So the Hall of Fame class that this went in for 2020 had their ceremony this past weekend. And man, it was just absolutely phenomenal uh, to hear the speeches. Uh, congratulations to Patrick Bowman. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant, Timika Catchings, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kim Mulkey. Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, and Rudy Tomjanovich. Uh, again, congratulations. Uh, speeches were were great. Uh, Vanessa Bryant did a phenomenal job. Uh, and Michael Jordan was there to uh, present uh, Kobe into the hall. Um, it was this really one of the most decorated Hall of Fame classes that I can remember. This is something very interesting um that i found in it is that tim duncan actually talked quite a bit <laughs> we really don't hear anything from tim duncan and man he really talked so kudos for tim duncan the day after the next hall of fame class was actually announced and that hall of fame class consists of rick adelman chris bosh londa griffith lauren jackson paul pierce Bill Russell as a coach, Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, and Jay Wright. Uh, and part of the Veterans Committee, uh, Bob Dandridge, Pearl Moore, part of the Women's Veterans Committee, part of the International Committee, Tony Kukoc. Uh, and then there's some others, Clarence Jenkins, uh, early African-American pioneer, contributor, Val Ackerman, Cotton Fist Simmons, and Howard Garfinkel. And so, man, this is going to be awesome class too, Danny. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say this, man. Now, you and I, we did predict who was going to be in this next class. Uh, I believe we got some right. <laughs> we got some wrong. <laughs> I think I had Bill Russell going in, right? Yep. Yep. We have Bill uh, Russell. Uh, 
and you you didn't have Bill Russell going as a coach. Yep. I guess the way I the way I looked at it, well, Bill Russell is a frat brother of mine, but also the way I looked at it was, man, anything Bill Russell, they're going to bless, irregardless of record mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything. Yeah, uh, and he's up there in age too. Yep. So uh, I was like, they're gonna put him. Uh, they were gonna put him in. Mm-hmm. We both got Paul Pierce correct. Yes. Um, he was the no-brainer of the class, I think. He, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we split on Chris Weber. Yes, we did. And he got in. I, you know, it was interesting, and I saw the interview between uh, Chris Weber and Jalen Rose. Yep. And it was interesting because obviously their history, mm-hmm. but even their history after the Fab Five, mm-hmm. their history as adults. Uh, I think they have mended fences. Uh, I believe Chris Weber is coming out with his own documentary and his own book to tell his story. Yep. And that is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Because now, not only is th- would that come out, but it's going to come out with him as a Hall of Famer. You talking about must see TV when that comes out? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to connect a whole lot of pieces, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, we split on Chris Webber, uh, Ben Wallace. We both said I no. Believe- we both said no to Ben Wallace. Yep. Yep. He got in. Yep. I think he was the of everyone that got selected, in my opinion, I think he was the surprise. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Chris Bosch. We both said no. But he was I was on the on the brink of saying yes, but I didn't go through with it. But uh, his resume, he had a strong resume with the championships, the Olympic gold medals, the NBA championships, the Olympic gold medals. So that definitely helped his cause. We felt he was going to get in. It's just we didn't know if he was going to be on the first ballot. This is going to be interesting, I think, moving forward mm-hmm. in terms of longevity of a career. Chris Bosch, I want to say he attended Georgia Tech. I mm-hmm. don't, I mean, yeah, yeah he balled, but. I don't think it was like a significant influence in college. Like he didn't win a national championship. No. Uh, I don't think he was hotly, you know, uh, marketed in college. Um, But he he was, you know, in Toronto. So maybe him playing in a different country Mm kind of helped. He led that team. And yes, yeah, he was a part of the big three in Miami, got a couple of championships, went to four finals uh, with LeBron and D. Wade. But other than that, you know, it was kind of like, mm. so this is going to be interesting. I, I see it. Here's where I think there needs to be an NBA Hall of Fame. Because if there was an NBA Hall of Fame, they're saying in this case that Chris Bosch would be in that NBA Hall of Fame too then. Congratulations to Chris Bosch. Mm-hmm. 
there was one in particular who I think we I thought was going to get in, Marcus Johnson, former Buck, former UCLA Bruin, uh, did not get in this time. Same thing with Michael Cooper. I thought I believe I thought he was going going to get in oh, this time. Oh, you did you were you had some strong feelings and emotions for Michael Cooper in that show. Come on, man. Coop should be in there, man. Listen, if Chris Bosch made it in, Cooper should make it in. And not only that, Cooper won a championship in the WNBA with the LA Sparks. He did as a coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, man, I think Cooper's getting done wrong here, man. He wasn't the most loved in terms of all-star appearances, uh, but he was a hell of a defensive player on the wing. He was a key component mm-hmm. in Showtime Lakers. I, I think you got to put Coop in there, man. Maybe next year, Jason. We'll see. We'll see. Danny, and to go back to this Michael Cooper snub in the Hall of Fame, Michael Cooper is a five-time NBA champion, eight-time all-defensive player, and a defensive player of the year back in 86-87. All I'm saying is this, Danny. Yes, you have Chris Bosch, but man, I can't even go to Ben Wallace. If you put Ben Wallace in there as a Hall of Famer, man, you got to put Michael Cooper in there as a Hall of Famer. I just don't understand why he is getting so, I don't know why he's getting snubbed. I mean, he is a career, I mean, he has, he averaged nine points a game, but that wasn't his game. His game was strictly uh, you know, to play defense on the wing. That was his game. And for him to be a defensive player of the year, a five-time NBA champion, and he was a critical piece of the Showtime Lakers. And to be a defensive player of the year, man, Michael Cooper is getting snubbed, man. That that really kind of bothers me, man, that Cooper's not in, does. man. <laughs> it, because when you think about Coop, I just remember as a kid watching – Showtime Lakers in the championship, and I'm watching Coop because you could de- depend on on him. You couldn't help but to see Coop because with the high stocks, like you mentioned before. Yeah, but you could depend on Coop playing some hellified defense on the wing, and he could shoot that occasional three. The three wasn't as popular back then as it is obviously now, mm-hmm. but Coop would be the one who would help stretch the floor. Yep. Uh, and everything. It wasn't a whole lot of stretching because you obviously had Kareem down low uh, or what have you, but man, he would surprise you with a, a three here or there uh, yeah. and everything to keep you honest. But man, Cooper should be in there. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.